Hey everybody, it's Scott. Welcome to Hidden Battles Podcast. I want to say this, I think it's 15. Uh, I am without my cohort, uh, Chris, tonight. Chris is actually uh, sick. I think he's got uh, some sort of flu or something. He's, when I talked to him today, he kind of sounded like the old lady from uh, Montez Inc. So uh, we do have somebody in the studio, but let me start off right by now. Let's say that this podcast is brought to you by the fine partners over at DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union, dcu.org. That's also, we'd like to give a shout out, we, we forgot you a couple times, uh, Jean Doc Credit Union, our local uh, credit union in Lowell, they're in Chelmsford, they're in Westford. So yeah, so anyway, so let's start off right now, uh, National Suicide Prevention Hotline, 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-8255, press 1 if you're a veteran, or you can text the talk, 741-741, text blue, text help. And I'm like, we always say, if you text whatever, you're probably going to find somebody. Or Chris's three favorite numbers, 911. Oh, by the way, this might be something you might know. They're actually implementing right now the first responders suicide prevention three-digit number. It's going to be 988. So that'll be coming down the pike, too. That's uh, in the works. We've talked about that, I think, on podcast number 11. So let me introduce to you who we have here this evening. We have a local police officer who's actually, we've been friends for a little while now. Um, we were friends with you when you were in college. And um, we reached out through social media. We found each other. I think you found me. Um, so I'd like to introduce you to uh, Polly Paul, Paul Lewis. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing great. And firstly, I don't want to have that metaphor go unnoticed. You indicating that Chris is basically the grandma from Monsters, Inc. So He did. He sounded like he, I was expecting him to say, Wazowski. Like, it was, it was bad. So Yeah, and uh, Scott, so we did meet through social media mm. about three or four years ago now. And it was when I first had a dream of becoming a police officer. At that time, I didn't even think it was realistic. And you are one of the guys that kind of mentored me through it all, getting there and remaining on duty. Well, you know what? It was, I, I thought it was great that you reached out to me because it's nice to, like, social media, is, I find it's a platform right now for a lot of hate, especially through, like, elections and politics and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't agree with a lot of people, and people don't agree with me, but I kind of keep my, my personal beliefs to myself now because I've lost friends. Over the last election, I lost friends, and, you know, over that. And it's, it's stupid. But um, so, yeah, like, I, when I asked you to come on, I thought it would be great because you're a generation behind me. You're, your generation of policing is totally different than the generation of policing that I did, you know, where it's, you know, like I, like I said, you you recently, um, and we've mentioned you before on the podcast, you know, because, we, you know, we're proud of you. You went through a lot recently, and you're still fighting the battle. Um, you're currently out on workman's comp or disability because you were injured in the line of duty one night. Since then, I've talked to you, and your social media is on point. I mean, you, you have a great following. Your content's awesome. It's funny. Um, it, it, I'll tell you, I look forward to seeing it. And a lot of other guys have I've said, you got to check out Polly's stuff. It's funny. For you with the healing process. Like, social media has been huge for you, right? It has been huge for me, Scott. So mm. I had a little bit of a following before all this. I got a little bit more when it all went down in mm. August. Mm. But every day, somebody's reaching out to me. Someone's calling me mm. an inspiration, whether I believe it or not. Mm. To me, I'm just doing the best I can to hail. Mm. But to other people seeing me actually get up and, and do what I do every day just to keep positive and to keep active, which is good for my sanity, it helps a lot of other people going through similar problems or they believe if they do have a problem they aren't seeing it as serious because i'm still trying to triumph through something like this yeah so like i said it's not always something i believe in it's hard to see yourself as someone that is motivating others but i mean plenty of people have told me that i am motivating them which is unbelievable well i'll tell you honestly like i look at it in like social media is huge for us because it's free marketing it's to get our name out there it's you know it's fun it's to reach out and stuff and like i said i like to make you know, make a, like a positive fun, not fun of, but fun 
of the whole, you know, aspect of what we do, you know, it, and it draws people in to look at us and stuff like that. We just did a couple of videos in the driveway. Hopefully you make your magic work and we look pretty good. Um, but like I said, I mean, social media is it's fun for me because it's like pen pals, you know, it's like I'm not sending like when I was a kid, you would you would write a pen pal letter on a postcard and you'd mail it off to a kid in Japan and you'd wait three months to get it back. Well, it's not like that now. It's like, yeah, you, you send me a, a little, hey, how's things? Yeah, it makes me feel good. It's like, hey, you know, Polly's saying hi. You know, because you are, you're like the most positive person I've ever met. I'll do all of this. And can we say a little bit of what happened? So as far as my injuries? Yeah. So, like yeah. you can't, like no details, but you can say what actually happened to you. Yeah, so I can talk about anything that was actually released in the media already. Yeah. Um, just who, whoever's listening who doesn't know, mm. it's still an open investigation. Any mm. officer-involved shooting, mm -hmm. which is what this was, and I'll get more into it, mm. it's an automatic open investigation, 100% yeah. of them. So you can't really get too much into mm. it mm. until it closes out. But you were, you, were, you were struck twice in the arm. Correct. So okay. I did respond to a domestic, mm. and I was shot twice, yep. once in the forearm and mm. once in the bicep. I had fractured both my bones. What made it harder is the radial nerve in the bicep mm -hmm. was shattered. It was it was cut into by um, one of the bullets. Yeah. So that makes my right hand, because yeah. that's what the nerve is attached to, mm -hmm. completely unusable. The most I can do right now is grip mm -hmm. up to like three pounds, but I can't write. I can't use it, mm -hmm. it at, with my activities of daily living. You name it. I but yeah, it. but for people who don't follow you, like obviously I do, and we've been friends for a long time. What you've what is your prognosis is actually, and your progression has been amazing so far. Like from doing nothing to the other day, you actually sent me a picture of you writing your name, which actually looked like how I write my name. So <laughs> I, I think you're doing good, you know. Um, but no, I mean, like to see you, and nevertheless, uh, no, there was no woe is me, you know, with, with you. There was no, you know, and, and I thought that was great. It's because through the whole thing, you stayed positive, and that's what we try to help. And I, listen, I'm a hypocrite because I there's a lot of times I'm not positive. You know, I'm like, this stinks. You know, and then I'm like, you know, miserable and moody or whatever. But with you, huge, like post-traumatic stress could set in, depression could set in, especially for the fact that you're young. You're a gym, you know, gym rat, but you're huge with working out. Right, and that, that certainly has been one of the hardest things for mm -hmm. me. I'm naturally a small guy. I'm only five foot seven, only about 145 pounds. Wait, you're small? I'm taller than you? You're There's no way. It's just I have bad posture. Yeah, yeah you're just thinking of Chris <laughs> being the shortest, but. No, Chris is actually like six foot. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking of whoever, whatever. <laughs> Chris isn't here tonight. He's not. He's not that important. Clearly, <laughs> to think about. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel bad, Chris. Uh, moment of silence for Chris's uh, voice. Okay, we're back. Hashtag right. Monsters Inc. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so let's let's go back to. We'll start from the beginning. Where are you from originally? So I'm from South Shore, Massachusetts. Uh -huh. um, the Hull area. Okay. So right by the water, beautiful, mm. quiet. Yeah. Um, I went to Boston College though, right yeah. in in the heart of Boston, right outside yeah. it. So at that point, I lived in Revere and Saugus. Um, yeah. Saugus for one year, Revere for two. Whereabouts in Revere? I lived in Revere for a short stint. So again, right on the beach. Can't escape the beach. All right, so I lived on Ford's Village, right down by Beachmont. At okay. the very end of the beach, there's a bunch of condos in there. And okay. that's where I lived, close to Winthrop. Okay, yeah. By the storm wall. Yeah. yeah, I used to go to Winthrop all the time, just yeah. because it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's probably the best part of the North Shore, yep. that and the hunt, in my opinion. Nope, I agree. I agree. So a uh, lot cleaner than Revere. So all right, so go back to Boston College. When you were down in Boston College, you like, like, because we talk about uh, how great our sports are around here. Yeah. You go to like a lot of sporting events, a lot of, of Red Sox games. Yeah. You, you have to. If you're in Boston, you can't escape the culture of it. You got to go to every every sporting event, mm -hmm. every BC football game. You got to yeah. go to them. Yeah. I mean, time time permitted. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, of all things, like, why 
why a police officer in these day and age where it doesn't seem appealing to be a police officer because it just seems that everybody's against you why would you choose to be a police officer now so firstly i i believe if you do have the passion for it it mm -hmm. is appealing no matter what comes out in the media no mm -hmm. matter how the public views it mm -hmm. but i was always interested in becoming one mm -hmm. but like i said i never really believed in myself that i could actually do it i started at boston college studying social work and mental health but i always worked with people who were criminally involved. So I worked at a mental health court intern three days a week there. People with severe mental illness, like schizophrenia, bipolar, mm -hmm. had hallucinations. I would help them stay out of the jail system yeah. and remain on probation without breaking. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yep. So I was always in a field that helped people. That's what I wanted to do. But I started discovering people like you, yourself. Mm -hmm. I started following people on social media that were in the police field and just getting in touch with them, they kind of gave me a hope that I could actually do it. Mm -hmm. So by the end of my time at Boston College, I started really pushing to become one because social work, it's definitely hard. It's good work, but there's not a lot of support in it. So I never really felt like I was doing yeah. a difference, but I felt like I could do that more in police work. Mm -hmm. And believe me, I, I definitely fail fulfilled just even my first year out of the academy i will tell you we used to joke around when i was when i was on the job we used to joke around and say that we're social workers with guns because that's a lot of like the public you know it, a lot of people don't see the public aspect of what we do as far as helping families and like especially you get calls and i'm not sure if you've gotten these calls but we've gotten calls of you know single parents calling us and saying i'm having a hard time with my high school kid can you come over and talk with them and you would you'd go and sit and talk with them and you know and and but people don't see that. All they do is see what's on social media, and they see the horrible car stops or, or the, the like we've talked about this before, the 10-second clip of a 25-minute interaction with somebody and how it looks bad. But they don't realize the fact that, you know, we're in schools, we're at nursing homes, we're helping elderly people all the time. You know, we're helping young kids. You know what I mean? And they don't see that aspect. But, yeah, I mean, it's a good thing. Usually I'm telling people not to become police officers, but you were like – one of the last ones I told to become a cop, I guess. So yeah, um, I, I, I hit it, hit you at the right spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thankfully. Yeah, before my bitterness. No, I mean, I think it's I, honestly, I think it's a great profession. I honestly think that c police officers don't get the recognition or the support they, you know, they deserve. Uh, but but your department's been great for you, right? They've been so great. Every member of my department constantly reaching out, constantly ensuring that. I get the support I, I need. They they hooked me up with Workers' Comm. Mm -hmm. they, uh, the union has been so strong for nice. me. I just returned last week from one of the union events, just seeing the passion in our union and how they're trying to make change for the better. And um, it, it's been phenomenal, and my you, whole department. And you actually just received an award, correct? Yeah, um, I actually have. It was, it was from the union. Mm -hmm. So they invited me to a big convention at Mohegan Sun that happens mm -hmm. every four years yep. where they kind of give their speeches, Re-elect um, new positions, president, vice president, you name it, all the above. So yeah. they they invited me because mm. I was um, receiving the Did award. you know you were getting it? So I knew a couple days before. So okay, all right. It, it was locked in key up until up until the the, uh, the event was happening. But nice. They, they couldn't just say, hey, come to Mohegan, and I would think they were kidnapping me. Yeah. So that's what I had well, to no, say. too, is if you don't, it, nevertheless, you, especially as police officers or whatever, we're notorious for bagging out the last second. Like, oh, yeah, I got that. And we, we like to say the gas mask museum. Oh, I got a tour of the gas mask museum. We can't be there. And you'll have to listen to old podcasts to understand that whole mm -hmm. reference. But, no, I mean, that's good. And it's great when guys get recognized from big organizations for the great job that they did. And, you know, and, and I know all the details to what happened to you, and I think that you did a great job. And I've introduced you to guys who do nothing but study that. And they've said you did a great job. So, I mean, there's no doubt in your mind that you did the right thing, you know. 
with the information you have, you know? So, um, so back to social media. So I, I, I cracked up because the dad joke things like me and my sister joke around. Cause my father was legitimately the worst joke teller ever. And he thought they were great. So when you did dad jokes, I just, I pissed myself laughing. So I'm a dork. So the worst jokes are the ones I find funny. Yeah. So when I sit there and tell dad jokes, yeah. it's hard for me to contain myself because the stupidity in them, yeah. it just gets me going so much. <laughs> Break us off a, a dad joke now. <laughs> Under pressure. Yeah, okay. Good don't, thing. don't worry, I'll edit out the silence. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Good thing I'm a, I'm a part-time uh, stand-up comedian. Yeah. Okay, so, all right, you're, you're, uh, <laughs> I don't have a dad joke. Can I look it up real I quick? will come back to the dad jokes. All right. During during like your academy, and I, and I know it's like we have some people that listen. We actually have some younger people that listen who are inspired to be first responders and stuff. So tell us about some of the training that you feel is is necessary. And I'm not talking tactical training now. I'm talking what do you think training now um, would would benefit you to the demographic of people that we deal with? This, but like mental health and stuff like that. In your academy, do you deal with mental health? Like, do they have a block of mental health? um training or so they actually do so mm -hmm. um we had someone come in first week it wasn't the first week of the academy but far into it they separated it into two weeks one where somebody came in and just explained what mental health was what are signs and symptoms you could see then they got into the following week or even later in the week scenarios that we could go through engaging with someone who had mental health issues so i remember one in particular i remember one in particular somebody was on the side of the road in the gymnasium because it was a scenario and they had a sign kind of pitching something bizarre we engaged with him and he was clearly mentally ill and they basically said what were we going to do with this person mm -hmm. and you as the recruit would analyze the situation okay he is on the side of the road at any moment he could jump into it yeah. so you have to figure out is this person a danger to himself or others yeah so typically they'll be like okay yeah this person is a threat because he's going to go out and kill so many people but that wasn't the case with this situation yeah. for this yeah. situation was because he was so irrational of, irrational yeah. we had to determine and figure out did we have to commit him and yes we did because at any time we could have jumped into traffic yeah now in, in massachusetts it's called section 35 uh, section 12 we section 12 somebody yeah, right correct in new hampshire what is it so it's not called section 12 um in mass so that's like again where i'm from i studied mm. social work so i was trained on section 12 and yeah. only um police and healthcare providers healthcare providers okay, actually, yeah. actually do it oh. all right so yeah so it's basically the same thing in massachusetts as it is in new hampshire you got the two prongs self to harm self to others right okay right. all right so i mean so it mean especially in new hampshire so you have the free staters. Have you dealt with them guys? I actually have not. So I just got out of the academy mm -hmm. December 14th, 2018. Mm -hmm. I got off FTO May 23rd, and then this all went down August 1st. So okay. yeah. I do have experience. I've dealt with so many different things, but in that timeline, yeah. I didn't deal with free staters at all. Yeah. Just maybe I will in the future, but I just haven't yet. I love when they look at the most obscure chapter and section or penal code or something and expect you to know what some crazy goat herding you know code that they're rambling like rambling off and they know inside and out but they don't know their regular you know code it just they aggravate me oh yeah um, I, I think that's unanimous oh down the line god, yeah they aggravate everybody oh my god I, even the people who aren't police officers like you look at facebook and i like to read comments like oh, yeah. i'll read the comments and then it's like some people are like just enough or i'll never get that five minutes back in my life and it's true yeah I, I honestly do you have nothing better to do then aggravate somebody and hold up that police officer who could be doing something else. 
Exactly. You know, so the only people that can relate to free staters are other free staters, <laughs> and that is such a small population. But they make such a big impact because they're loud when they come out of the yeah, woodwork. Yeah, exactly. Your social media. How did you get involved in social media, and what really set you over the top? You had a lot of followers, and uh, you know, I mean, the social media is huge, especially right now with people who want to like TikTok and stuff like that, who want to connect and get a lot of followers and stuff. And that's really not your case. But how? What was it that pushed you over the edge to get a bunch of you know, more followers? Was there one particular video? Was there something? But So I've been on social media since the beginning, and mm -hmm. my generation just sort of grew up with it. Yeah. But when I started putting myself out there, mm -hmm. um, not to tell a sad story, but it was actually when my brother passed okay. in 2015. So yeah. when he passed, that's kind of when it set me off in my head that I need to start doing whatever I wanted to do which yeah. was become a police officer, even though I didn't fully believe in myself, start doing these crazy videos just because they're so much fun to make. And then mm. when people do laugh at them, I feel so proud. And I feel like I am do making a difference, even if it's in my bedroom, making someone that is having a hard time have a quick laugh because I put out something so silly and bizarre. But, but it's not what you're doing in the bedroom. It's actually what you're putting on social media, right? Exactly. All right, because we don't want people laughing at you in the bedroom. <laughs> yes, we don't want that. Good one, Scott. Thanks, thanks for having my back. No problem, buddy. I'm here that. for you. <laughs> I'm just because if I'm thinking it, one other person's thinking it at least. Oh, yeah. So we clarify. So, yeah, I no, always have to yeah. remember people. There was dirty minds out there, yeah. especially the guy across from me. So uh, yeah, no, he's not here. Chris isn't here right now. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> right. Oh, but all right. So what have you been doing with yourself now since um since you've been out of work or not working? Right, so the first month and a half was just recovering. You know, mm -hmm. I was I was very weak getting out of the hospital. But once I started to be able to get more out of my house, mm -hmm. um, I started doing physical therapy and occupational therapy yep. uh, four days a week. So one day mm -hmm. for uh, physical therapy, three for occupational therapy. Um, we started working me very hard just mm -hmm. to get functionality back yeah. and for me to become a lot less lifeless once yep. that started i just again i started getting back to the gym because that's very important to me yeah. i tried to spend this time networking as much as possible yep. um, getting to see guys like you getting to see other departments in new hampshire yep. learn how they function learn mm. some of the guys in new hampshire because this work comes down to other people in the community having your back that are a part of yeah. the brother and sisterhood so if i can spend this time just kind of building that alliance yep. then it's going to do wonders in the future. Well, too, it, it, as part as, you know, the the knowledge of one is the knowledge of all type of situation with us is by you getting out and talking to other police officers about what happened to you, it actually will, you know, we'll, we'll learn from it. You know what I mean? Just by what happened and all the details of that, you know, we learn from. We Now, that's how mistakes are made, and that's how we, we improve from them. I'm not saying anything you did was a mistake, It's but it's we learn from, from things, you know? So... But that, but then throwing the mental health issue with that is like people saying, oh, look at him. He's just out and he's going around instead of sitting around moping, throwing on 30 pounds, you know what I mean, and, and feeling sorry for yourself. Um, I know that I've introduced you to somebody who isn't part of the training council, and they want you to come out and talk to the, the new cadets and, you know, tell them about your experience because I think it would be good for that. I think it would be, you know, not all, you know, oh, we're all Superman and the vest stops everything. It's not Hollywood, you know what I mean? It's, you know, people are more than stormtroopers. They hit what they're aiming at, you know? So. Oh, yeah. But, no, I think that's good, too. I mean, and, like, I sometimes I hijack people's, you know, sayings, but whatever. But, um, but no, I, like I said, you're an inspiration to a lot of guys because of the fact that, like, when you got, when I saw it on TV, it's like, oh, my God. And what did you have? What, two surgeries now? I did. So I had the immediate trauma surgery, which mm -hmm. gave me plates and rods in, in my arm. Mm -hmm. um, they needed the nerve to have a, a solid month to kind of go back into place where it's supposed to be. Yep. So then on September 12th, that's when I had the nerve surgery. Okay. How was that? 
So it was actually way less traumatizing than the first one. Okay. So I was in and out the same day, and then I was I was back driving around that night. Yeah. Um, the first one it felt so tough because I was in the hospital for the week. Yeah. And with all the energy I have, being in a small room for a week with so so little energy, it was yeah. it was that was the devastating part. Well, that you couldn't go on social media. You Correct. couldn't, you know, you couldn't reach out to anybody because of the fact that, you know, people are going to ask you what happened. And then, you know, nevertheless, you weren't able to, you were in the right frame of mind to actually start, you know, because think about it, your, your outlet to talk to everybody is through your phone and, and you know what I mean? And first, and could people come and visit you right off the bat? So it, they could visit me, but exactly mm-hmm. what you said, I was warned by so many different people that mm-hmm. like, shut your phone off the first couple of days. Mm-hmm. Don't give anybody uh, the information what happened. Mm-hmm. And it's tough because for me to feel better, I interact with other people. Yeah. Some people do just need a one-on-one relationship with the husband, wife, girlfriend, just to mm-hmm. kind of sit down talk to and that's good for them. But for me to do better, I do need to talk to people. Yeah. So it was so tough in the beginning because I didn't know what I could and couldn't say. And everyone was kind of locked away while I was in that room. Yeah. But the people that did come, which was so many, that was so helpful for me. I actually tried to, but I was told by your department that you weren't taking visitors at this time. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have wanted to see you anyway. Yeah. So it's all good. I would have came in and just poked you in the boo-boo. <laughs> like, <laughs> probably. Poke, poke. I mean, you did that like six times a day on accident. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, I, I meant to. Okay. Just well. to remind you that you're not you're Superman. So. Mm-hmm. Oh. So what else do you do in your spare time? You said you were a part-time comedian. Have you done stand-up yet? No, I'm not. That was a joke. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was saying, why are you giving me a, a, a spot to tell a dad joke? So have you, um, yet? Have you thought of one yet? No, I haven't. Oh, you can suck you, can at you this. Google, <laughs> can you Google me one and then I'll pretend that I made it up? Oh, no, I was going to say it because I thought so because you're friends with a bunch of people and you've done videos and stuff with people on uh, on Instagram and Facebook and stuff that uh, that do actually do stand-up and I'm not going to give her a plug because she usually gets grumpy and yells at people for it. But, um, but yeah, no, she seems to be doing pretty good, and I thought maybe you'd jump in that ring too. So Yeah, so I don't know if, like, stand-ups for me. I just, like I said, I like giving people a video to, to laugh at, yep. to goof around with, something relatable, something yep. that's kind of bizarre, but it has a message, you know, yep. and it also can make you laugh. That's that's what I like to do. That one you just did with uh, Biscuit, Officer Biscuit, was pretty freaking funny. Oh, yeah. Because so that's, that's, like, 100% happens. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Thanks. Nice. Nice dinging. Yeah. So, officer uh-huh. Bis- yeah, yeah. So Officer Biscuit. So a lot of people who are listening now might not have heard of TikTok, but it's mm-hmm. a new, the new best thing. It's specifically designed to showcase talent that's either acting, singing, dancing, or just kind of being like silly on video. Yeah. So he's someone that's kind of making a name for himself on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, interested in getting on there. So I've just been interacting with like a lot of police that like to do creative yeah. things on there. And that's where he came from. Yeah. Well, you, you, you're going to release, I think, three terrible ones, re- right? Yeah, I mean... Is that three terrible ones we did today? We, we filmed three videos today. <laughs> um, S- Scott across me was pretty stiff in them, but I, yeah. I got him out of a shell. If, mm. if you guys don't know, um, Scott's very shy. He has a hard time speaking to people. I so do, yeah. So this, this was a good learning curve for him today. It was. I, he wanted me to dance on, on video, and I haven't done that since college. Basically, you know? um, <laughs> that will probably be out today, but that mm. the message of that video is mm. how awful it is to drive around with an old person. Yeah, so that's true. So th- that's um, some inside scoops of what that's about. Yeah, especially when you can't use your phone while you're driving around and <laughs> yeah. escaping, right? That's tough, too. So, but no, that's good. Um, what else uh, What else are you into other than the gym, visiting people? What do you find? You know, I, I saw you just saw Frozen too. Oh yeah, sure did see Frozen too. Yeah. So I'm uh, so this is probably terrible to admit, but I'm probably Disney's number one fan. I see mm. all the princess movies, sing yeah. along to the soundtracks. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, probably think I'm kidding, but I'm not. No. So I have a I have a friend who's um who's also um in law enforcement, and you look at him, and you're like, no way, in 
hell does he like Disney? And he is a diehard. He, him and his family go down to Disney three times a year. They have a condo down there. And it's crazy. You look at him. He's shaped like a bull. And he's like, Disney, 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 Disney. I'm like, what the? Life goals. And I thought he was joking <laughs> the first time. He's like, you guys, wanna, your family want to go with our family to Disney? I'm like, no. I'm like, I don't want to go down there. And he's like, oh, it's amazing. I have you know, I have a condo right in you know, Polynesian. I'm like, what the? I need no to befriend way. him. Oh, I'll I'll give you his name after. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah, but he's it, but there are there are those people who are just absolute Disney nuts. And, and you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I like I just got the Disney Plus, um, oh, yeah. and it's amazing. Disney Plus and chill. Uh, yeah, well, did, I'll have to show you this other one. It's, uh, <laughs> you it's didn't get the joke. Yeah, I did. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there's one um, on Disney Plus. It's the Imagineers, and it goes through the whole like historical factor of how Disney created like all the theme parks it's nuts and it's great to watch and it's just because of the fact that it went from a guy who went bankrupt and borrowed money and stole like not stole physically but you know bought beg borrowed and steal to get disney going oh yeah you know and this that that movie about walt disney was amazing it had the guy from american pie and that that thing and and the acting was horrible but the story was amazing you know yeah, and that's we, all you need yeah and it's just to watch that but yeah disney plus is probably the best thing on tv right now especially craig my son loves uh, Little Mermaid. See, I actually like, need to come over for a Little Mermaid night because you know. I've been trying to watch that movie forever. I saw mm. it when I was like three. Yeah. But it's like not on Amazon. It's not on Netflix. So Disney Plus is all of them. We actually watched the original Aladdin, the only Aladdin, because the new one's horrible. Um, I love that movie. The new one? Yeah, it was so good. Oh, did you see the original? Yes, of course. And you think it's still good? I still think it's good. Will Smith, uh, did you see those moves and those songs and that singing in the movie? So good. If see, this is not a video. This is not a, a visual thing. But I am shaking my head. No, no. He just. You know what? Maybe it's because I. I don't think anybody can ever replace Robin Williams. I think that because Robin Williams was the best genie on the planet, and I think Will Smith honestly fresh princed it. So why? So I'm gonna pause you. So. I thought it was smart because they weren't trying to recreate Robin mm -hmm. Williams. What they were trying to do is remake the movie, but because of everything that happened, they didn't want to mm -hmm. try to replace him. So they let Will be his own person and put his own edge on it. And I think that was very necessary. Well, I, yeah, no, I agree with you on that, but I still think it sucked. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. <laughs> but no, like all those, all those movies are on there. Um, I think maybe my son might like watch the, the Little Mermaid one because of the songs, but Ariel looks kind of like my wife, so they oh, both yeah. have crazy sure red hair. You like Disney, you like that. Um, We're giving your audience what they want to hear, and that's oh, 10 yeah. minutes about Disney. Oh, yeah, gosh, that's, exactly. That sounds like your population. But no, yeah, but know what the thing is? It probably is because <laughs> there's a bunch of secret Disney, you know, worshipers out there. So, but no, if, if you're a Star Wars fan, Disney Plus huge for you mm -hmm. because all the Star Wars movies are on there, even the horrible ones with Jar Jar Binks. But they have this new one called. Um, the Mandalorian, which is about the whole guild that Boba Fett came from, which oh. is nuts. So we got a nerd on our hands. Yeah. So yeah, Star Wars nerd. So yeah. So it's every Friday night I start getting the the cold sweats, waiting for the new episode to come on. So, but yeah. Um. So tell me, let's see, music. You're into music. Sure am. Actually, I so iTunes every single Friday, every mm. single week of every single year mm. will release its new music. So I freaking say up to the midnight on Thursday nights and make sure I listen to all the new songs that are released just so I can have a new playlist oh, nice. for the gym that upcoming week. Nice. So that's it, cool. it's kind of my thing. I'm kind of making fun of myself while saying this, but thank you for saying it's cool. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've actually been doing it for a while and um, I love just hearing all the new songs and mm. then it gets me going for the next gym week. So I, I, if you have noticed, I do, um, and I haven't done them in a while, but I used to do uh, music challenge of the day 
and for the, for the longest time I would do it, just the fact that I would do it because, and I would do a theme, like I would say weather, do a song that's for about the weather, because what that did is it opened up people's minds to listen to other songs. And I always did like the same band over and over again for everything. And then I was finally like, I would do the obvious because like, say for instance, I would do like weather, for instance, people my age would write like Seasons of Weather by Aerosmith. And, and so I would write that because it's so easy to get to. Yeah. So I would do it so people would have to think and then put new songs out. And then people go, oh, my God, I forgot about that song. And then people would start listening to it, you know. And it was fun because that's what we would do because I, like, absolutely love music. Music's my thing. Um, and so I listened to a lot of genres of music. Favorite song of the day today, what is it? Go. Uh, favorite song of the day for me, it's not Redbone, Come and Get Your Love. Sure? Although that's an amazing song. And sure. there's actually there's a documentary about that, too. You do know all the documentaries out there, don't you? I do. Um, yeah, when I was injured. I sat at home a lot. I had a lot of couch time. Mm -hmm. Rumble. It's a documentary about how uh, American Indian music, American Indians and their culture influenced rock and roll. Okay. And Redbone was actually the first all American Indian band to come out. Yeah. Side note. I brought up that song today because it's like all over social media. That's, yeah. It's like a geeky song that everyone likes to remake. Yeah. And I go to tell Scott about it. Obviously, he knows the song, but he's like, hey, fun fact. Did you know that? <laughs> so of course he's like Mr. Nerd over here. I'm learning that today, actually. But yeah, that's that's me. Um, my favorite song probably today is my favorite song every day. It's Cardi um, B. No, no, I, I, oh, um, <laughs> no, no. It, it mine is um is more than a feeling by Boston. Have you heard that song? Oh, sure have. Can you sing oh, it for me? Oh my god. Just, uh... No, I know why. Because I Brad Delp is probably the best singer on the planet. I would. Oh, he's he's passed away. God rest his old buddy. But no, I would never horrify and try to do that to him. Actually, that's probably one of my favorite songs. It's not even my favorite band, but that's one of my favorite songs. What about you? Your favorite song currently? Actually, so I like a lot of music that nobody's heard of, but I'll be fair and say a song that's on the radio. No, you don't have to. Make people listen to the song that you that you make them. This is what I, I tell you. Music Challenge brings up different okay. music to other people. So the best band in the entire world, everybody get out a pen and paper because you'll probably lose a spot in the podcast. Okay, let me see. Ready? Hold on. Okay, I'm he's ready. ready. All right, so it's Terror Junior, T-E-R-R-O-R -R -R space J-R. They have, like, so many songs, like 50-plus. Yep. None of them's been on the radio, and they're freaking so good. Where are they from? I have no idea. See, I'm not like you. I don't know, like, oh, all the you fun facts, facts about oh, people. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see, just... I, that's the only thing I do research on is music. Clearly. And sometimes podcast stuff. But, no, that's cool. So what was it, Terra? I wrote it down, scribbled Terra Junior. Yeah, correct. Oh, okay. And you don't know anything about them? Not um, to be confused actually, with Dinosaur so, Junior from so I do. Massachusetts. <laughs> so actually, something cool about them that I do know. So they've been out like three years. The first two, they hid their face. Mm -hmm. But everybody thought they were Kylie Jenner because she kind of sounds like her. Mm -hmm. She was in one of the, uh, the song was in one of the Kylie Jenner music videos. And just, they basically stole Kylie Jenner's identity just to yeah. kind of become bigger. They were running with it. Oh, nice. And then finally, uh, year three, they're like, hey, yeah, we're actually not kylie jenner <laughs> so. that's like uh, that sia thing she does the same thing she right. hides her face because she said that she likes to go out and you know spend time with their family where people aren't crowding her but now people know what she looks like so yeah yep, interesting definitely. very interesting yeah I'm, I'm a firm believer that just because you're famous doesn't mean you can't enjoy yourself in the, the general public and people aggravate you like i do when i go to concerts mm -hmm. i aggravate every band that i know like hey it's me and they're like oh it's him you know <laughs> Oh. Hop on stage, do a little song. Yeah, exactly. Them. All right, so for people, uh, for bands that people might know, what's your favorite band? 
I'll probably fall out boy. So I had a stage in high school where like I had the long hair, a because like I was on the beach and I kind of want to be a surfer even though I don't know how to surf. Yeah. But B, um, because like all the punk bands when I was in high school in the early two thousands, they all just had that like that hair, and I wanted to be just like them all. Skate a surfer look. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So Fall Out Boy always been a huge fan mm-hmm. of, and funny that them Fall Out Boy and then Panic at the Disco mm-hmm. are the only two kind of punk rock bands that are still left from when yeah. I was in high school. Mm-hmm. But I still love them both. Both are freaking awesome. See, I can I can I can say that I, I agree with you on that. I actually I was a Goldfinger fan. Loved mm-hmm. Goldfinger, and Yellow Card came out, and there was I they had a couple good songs, but they were huge too. Um, no, but that definitely that twenty that the two thousands punk was actually a good time for punk. It was kind of upbeat and fun, you know, yep. kind of punk. But who is um who is that other band? Well, now go back to Fall Out Boy, and I'll tell you a little obscure thing about Fall Out Boy. I bet you um, can. Yeah. All right. So the lead singer of Fall Out Boy is married to Haley from Paramore. Oh, is she? Boom. Yeah. Is, there you they? go. Yeah. I lo- lucky. Oh, yeah. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't know that, but that's like a perfect couple, and I love yeah. them both. But yeah, no, um, I'm trying to think, who was, was that Black Parade song? Uh, was that All American Rejects? Maybe. There's some really good songs. Uh, good Charlotte. Not uh, I, was, I, I thought their music was good, but the two brothers drove me crazy. So they were big when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. and I thought they were like, awesome. But then I listened to them actually recently, and their messages are just so like kiddish you know yeah, yeah. so i guess i that spoke to me when i was yeah, in middle school very juvenile but, yeah. yeah yeah but like not so much anymore yeah no but like follow up boy it's it's structured good the lyrics are great there's a good story uh yeah. mo- very melodic I, I like it and you know so i'm with you on that one well, all right so i didn't know that you had a punk rock surfer sure did thing. i'll have to peruse your facebook to look <laughs> for the throwback no uh no 10 year no 10 year one decade challenge thingy with you you know i did it but and i put it up for like 30 seconds and mm. put, took it down i need to if i'm doing it i need to find like the perfect picture right oh so you have to find your own picture it's not something like you hit an app and it searches for your picture no okay all i right. mean that's the lazy method i don't yeah think that d- well that's what we are we're the lazy method like when you do the you know people will do like all those like silly challenges and that's usually uh, some app that does it for them i so. mean what what the iphone gives now is if you go into your picture gallery mm-hmm. And you up top, it will say search. You can search for anything. Like you can search for like car, and it will show all your pictures where your next yep. car. You can search for year, so you actually can type in 2009. Mm-hmm. And if you have a photo from 2009, it will pop up. Yeah. What's tough is iPhones came out in 2009, and people have recycled through so many phones that yeah. they might not have them. No, too is like I had an iPhone for about 25 seconds, and I didn't like the fact that the cloud, if you drop it after a while, it just goes away. You know. Where if you go to Google, Google actually will hold on to it, mm-hmm. and you can always log back into it, okay. which is awesome. You know, like but, the Google Drive. Yeah, but that's a good thing. Like even um, like the Google Galleries, you know, which sounds like it's something dirty. Yeah, Google Gallery. I'm sure you, you know? have a lot of Google Galleries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, you're right. Every time you go through a phone, and we've actually we've had the discussion with Matt, uh, Captain Rowdy, because he's an iPhone guy, and I'm not. But I'm like, when they actually iOS update. They, that's when they're telling you you need a new phone because yeah. they'll literally wipe out your whole phone and say, now you're going to need to get a new phone where I could have the same Android phone for like, you know, 15 years. As long as your son doesn't drop it and crack the screen five times on you, you're good, yeah. you know. So, but now that's pretty cool, too. But, oh, nice. So we talked music. Uh, other than the gym, what do you like to do? Are you a skier? Are you? So not a skier. Uh, I don't think I could probably ski right now anyway. No. So what what's tough is, like, yeah, so I'm being so good. I'm getting out there. I'm staying positive. Mm. But people uh, are often 
thinking that because I'm doing all that, I'm better, but I'm like really so limited still. Yeah. So I could never ski right now. I could never do anything crazy active where I might put my injury oh, in jeopardy. Yeah. So the most I can really do is I've been going to a lot of like um, state parks and mm-hmm. just kind of walking around exploring. Nice. I've been taking road trips up north just to kind of see like the areas of like Laconia mm-hmm. and, and the lakes, things that I haven't been able to get out. Well, let me know. We'll go up to Newfound sometime. Okay, I'm down. Right, I cool. heard you're a big fan of Storyland, too, so. Oh, <laughs> so, so next year we can do that together. I'm going to tell you, Storyland is one of those places that I honestly think Jack Daniels was inspired by, mm-hmm. you know, where he was like, this is, I got to make something that'll make this all this pain go away. Got it. So the place sucks, <laughs> A, is that what you're saying? <laughs> so to make it bearable, you need to get crazy drunk, but the yeah. only drink to do it is jack daniels you know, gentleman jack yeah no it wasn't too bad we went there on it was veterans um like veterans appreciation day so it was when we walked through it was literally nothing but um grunt style t-shirts beards kids running like psychotically everywhere like pushing kids out of the way to get on like in mother goose's boot or whatever it was and you know <laughs> stuff like that so i was literally i was i was starting to get anxiety a little you know i was like because you know my 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 boys my only person's hurting them is me i'm the only one putting hands on them you know Mm -hmm. but no and it was just like kids knocking them over and stuff i really it was to the point where i was starting to get anxious and i was looking for people's parents i'm like all right you push my son down where's your father i'm gonna push him down type of thing it was just it wasn't it wasn't good for me that way Mm -hmm. but when we got to places you know where it was less less crowded it was a lot. It was it was fun. I'm not gonna lie, but there was just I think it's just anxiety and in, in, in general when it comes to big crowds and not being able. To, you know, I just don't like people bumping into me constantly. I think that's you know a part of it. But no, I mean, but yeah, no, Storyland. Um, no, like Canopy. I love Canopy. Oh yeah, Canopy's a great place. I don't know why Canopy is like it gets crowded too, but you can escape to the kids part where there's not that many people. And that's great for me because I have a son and it would be creepy if I didn't, you know, so. Right, yeah, I mean, I could never get away with that, unfortunately. (laughs) But yeah, Uh, no, so I agree. So growing up, my mom, so the Six Flags around us, there is Canopy around us. mm -hmm. My mom would only take us to Canopy because it is a lot more low-key. It's a lot more hectic and it's, you end up having more fun because it's less crazy. Do you notice Six Flags has no shade? I haven't. We went there, it was no shade at all. Like people are fighting to get under little umbrellas and stuff. It is hot. And it's, yeah, I mean, uh, no, and but we have Water Country, which was fun. Oh, yeah. I but when that. I was younger, we had Whalen Park. Don't know that place. Yeah, it was. I think it closed by the time you were born. So, but yeah, it was <laughs> How Whalen old Park. How old are you again? Are you in your 50s yet? No, I'm 46. Close. Okay, close. I'm close. I'm, I'm over the hill coming down. You're looking down. great, by the oh, way. Oh, thanks. Everybody, you're the everybody best. that can't see us because there's no camera, he's looking great today. Yep, yeah. I got a, I have my, my beard going. It's fantastic. It's very gray. Mm-hmm. So it hides the second chin. So, yeah, it's awesome. Strategy. Yeah, I went from I went from being this cute little. Ooh, he's, right of, now he's showing me a picture. My little sob. Actually, I took that picture out to show people that my son looks exactly like me. So but, I mean, yeah. you don't need an old school picture to realize your oh kid looks like you. Yeah, freaking twins. Yep. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, except he's much crazier than I was. But yeah, no. So I think um I think that's pretty good. I I mean I would love to have you back on. I'd love to get like Chris on here with us and you know because. He's trying to get into law enforcement himself, so I think like by you guys talking would probably be really good and maybe get a different perspective than what my you know my generation of police officer is. And you know, like it's almost to this point that you know I this would be my 18th year, you know, as being a police officer. I, I did 16 years on the road before I ended up getting hurt out. But like when I was getting on, my FTOs were at 16 years, you know, so they yeah. were retiring as I was becoming it. So it'd almost be the same thing, like. You know, I really can't put into perspective what policing is about now, 
but you could to Chris. You know what I mean? It's something that he could pick your brain about stuff. So, no, I think it would be good if you came back. We'd definitely enjoy you having you know having you on again. I would definitely like to come yeah. back. And um, yeah. we're so close. I didn't realize that. And yeah, as much as I can. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, get you up at the lake this summer. You know, get you out there swimming, especially because I know you like kayaking, but you just can't physically do it right now. Right. So I mean, I can if I can hold the paddle in the middle and use my yeah. left hand. Would that work? No, no, you do. You sit in the front and make the person in the back <laughs> okay. tow you around. So Scott's getting in the back. Yeah, just like keep hitting me with something from the back, like mush, <laughs> mush. You know, I'll work but, on my tan. When yeah, you <laughs> exactly. So, all right, buddy. Well, I appreciate you coming. It was great to have you. You want to plug anything? You want? Why don't you tell us what your social media, uh, your social media names are? Maybe we'll get you a couple more followers. Okay, since you already have everybody listening, since they already have a pen and paper out, because I demanded that you get one earlier. Yeah. Um, you better better write this down. So, mm-hmm. social media for Instagram, it's Polly Paul, but it's P A U L I E E. P A U L L. So there's two e's in the middle and two l's at the end. Yeah, which it's also. I found that out when I was trying to email you. <laughs> yeah, it took him so story time. <laughs> I gave him my email address and he's like, "Yeah, that doesn't exist." Mm. So I'm like, "Did he use two e two l's?" And he screenshot and showed me a picture of what he was using. He was definitely using two l's, but only one e. Yeah, and then so, I used two e's and one l. Yeah, so he just yeah. he wasn't getting the memo. Yeah, it got bounced back about six times. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, for those of you listening who don't know, we uh, you can follow us on social media. Also, we are Hidden Battles Foundation at gmail.com. Uh, we are at hiddenbattlesfoundation.org. We are Hidden Battles on Instagram. We are Hidden Battles on Facebook, Twitter. And if you want, well, we obviously listen to the podcast, so it's The Hidden Battles Podcast. So that's pretty much it. All available on our platforms. And I imagine Polly will probably start his own podcast someday. Someday. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Yeah, agreed. So, all right, buddy. Well, thanks for coming and stay safe. And anything else you want to plug? Uh, just thank you, Scott, and yeah. thank you, Chris, and everybody on the Hidden Battles team for doing such amazing work. I've been able to go to a couple of the events. I've been able to sit on the podcast today, and what they do is phenomenal, and I'm, I'm so proud to be friends with them all. Thanks, and I, I'll make sure that I spell your name right on the check for that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, a, that's a side note. We have some business on the side just to say that. All right, and like I said, um, to everybody, I'm not sure if you're gonna if this is going to get out before Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving, but happy Thanksgiving. And uh, once again, everybody, for uh, National Suicide Prevention Hotline, it's 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-8255, or text to talk, 741-741, text green, help, or call 911. And that's it. Thanks a lot, Polly. Take it easy, bud. Thank you.